It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Bill Hemmer. This is Hemmer Time. The world of sports in America is changing, and you can bet on that. My guest is the former Major League pitcher, Al Leiter. Hello, Bill. It's good Welcome to be here. Welcome, Al. 19 seasons of the big leagues, right? The Yankees, the Mets. Blue Jays, Marlins. I miss it. Couple anybody? World Series. Couple World Series. I was Series? one of the lucky few. Ever a Cincinnati Red? Uh, no, but uh, I did have a pretty big game against your Reds. You did Sorry, you Bill. It's okay. You can rub that in. Currently working for Major League Baseball Network and also just signed a deal with the New York Mets. So I did. On a yeah. local level, that's great. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Uh, sports gambling is real, and it's about to go big. Is this a good idea? So it depends on uh, which <laughs> silo you're sitting in. And I would say initially my feeling was that if this is where we were going, we're going right? We're, you, I, I think the comparison has always been with respect to U.S. sports of what's gone on in Europe and other parts of the world, right? So Premier Soccer League, or football as they call it, uh, they've been betting uh, for years. So I think with respect to the lawsuit that uh, Chris Christie slash the state of New Jersey won in Supreme Court – to allow the state of New Jersey, it opened up the Pandora's box, right? You had I, to- I agree with that entirely. Just so our audience knows, yeah. in May of 2018, the Supreme Court made a ruling that allowed states to make their own laws when it comes to sports gambling, correct? Correct, which was, I, I think, the pink elephant in the room for all of the respective commissioner's offices of all the major sports in the U.S. knew that eventually this had to come, right? You know, you, you think about the only place that you could legally sport have sports bet was was in Las Vegas, and you had to physically be there. So you couldn't use apps. You couldn't go beyond the, the, the borders of, of Nevada. So that didn't make sense anyway with 50 states in the union. So I think it was just a matter of time. It happened to be with, with New Jersey. It made sense. Atlantic City, the, you know, the second mm-hmm. place after Vegas. So I, I think, Bill, where I sit, and, I, and I, it, it was really part of what – Rob Manford asked me to do as somebody who was a player rep for many years as a player, uh, you know, in the major leagues to try to give some insight in hopes that we could have collaboration with all of the states, assuming that eventually they will all have some sort of betting to make sure that the integrity of this sport wouldn't be compromised. And not just by, you know, shoeless Joe Jackson or Pete Rose, but it could be anybody, peripheral uh, employees even, that have access to a clubhouse or a training room or the food room in a respective locker room that may have inside information. And shouldn't be served and, and treated any differently as the SEC would mm-hmm. on inside information. with uh, Manfred is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Yes. And you, went, you, did, uh, you testified before the Connecticut State Legislature, and you've been in your home state of New Jersey working on behalf of Major League Baseball. Here's my question. If I'm 21 years old, and I'm sitting on the third base side at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio. Can I go to my iPhone and make a wager as to whether or not that batter at the plate is going to get a hit off Al Leiter or whether or not Al Leiter is going to strike the batter out? Yes. Is, is that okay? They're doing it in, in other parts of the world. Is it okay? <sighs> I don't know. Here, I, here's where I come from. I would from. say no. Yeah, I'll, 
I would say no, but but with with the caveat. Listen, what wh- what are the addictive things in which that we as humans g- have the potential to be addicted? Alcohol, addic- drugs, gambling—they're all vices, right? So, you know, are we worried about the the eighteen-year-old that had access to his app that was able to bet on what you just described at Great American Park that I struck out what Yasiel Puig and he bet five bucks? Like, where does this go? We know gambling ruins lives. We know, based on testimony and, and a variety of people who are who are protecting these people. Um, so, yeah, with that with that vein, it is not a good idea. But if this is where we're going, how do we make it as protected as possible against that? And I said eighteen. That that the, the betting uh, sports betting is twenty one. Okay, so so and different states are moving at different speeds. I think you mentioned Nevada, New Jersey. Uh, they're a little more obviously liberal. New on York the is so on far. the on the verge, uh, and but some of these other states are starting to dip their toe in the water. Yep. Where we have to go to a casino, I think, or maybe even a racetrack in order mm-hmm. to do it. And then there's about twelve or fifteen other states that are trying to develop their own laws. The point is, this is moving forward. Mm-hmm. It's going to become bigger. It's going to generate a lot of money. And the owners are going to make money. The franchises will make money. The sports networks that have franchises with Major League Baseball, the NFL, PGA, they're going to make money. And the states will finally get a cut in the tax dollars that have been under the table so far. So that all sounds great, right? If, you're, if you own a sports franchise, you're, you're, you're involved in the league. Your franchise value goes up. The networks are going to now get bet more money on their next contract because the leagues are are are, are stronger uh, financially. But what about the gambler? What about you know gambler X who's betting all of his money not just on lottery tickets, but now he's going to the local ball game? Or what if some of these venues, because now they're 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 a place in which you can bet that. That Great America Park is open all day, and the Reds happen to be on the road in St. Louis, but that venue allows you to go open up a few concession stands, hot dogs and beer. You maybe sit in the stands and watch the Reds on TV, and you can bet not only on the Reds against St. Louis and Yasiel Puig, whether he swings at the first pitch or not, but you can bet on other sports. So now these sites become, you know. I I don't mean to sound so such like the Puritan. Yeah. But it, I just don't know where it goes. And I look at the laws and the way they're expanding so quickly. I think, you know, medical marijuana and the states that legalize marijuana, both of these issues have moved so quickly. And a lot of it stems out of the Supreme Court ruling that I mentioned from May of 2018. I'm seeing by 2020, two years from now, sorry, less than that, half the states will have some type of sports gambling. And there was a 60 Minutes piece on Sunday night where they said $10 billion was uh, bet on last year. Most of it was illegal. I talked to somebody in New York this week, and they, they operate a um, – it's like a fantasy sports website. They told me $150 billion will be bet every year, where only $5 billion of that is bet in Nevada, hmm. which suggests 95% of the betting is under the table. And I, I know the states want to get a crack at it. They, they, want, they want to generate some revenue for this. I just don't know where it goes. So when you go to Trenton and you go up to Hartford, mm-hmm. what did you tell them about the possible pitfalls for the future? So that, that, that's the issue. And, it, you know, it's interesting. As I came in here uh, to talk about this with you, I, I was – I'm pro 
gambling on sports. <laughs> it's even hard for me to you, say. You like I it. got like Pete Rose in the back of my mind. <laughs> you know, but, Shoeless Joe Jack. Oh my God, did he just say this? You know, every, let me say this, Bill. So in every clubhouse, we have an opening day. And every single year, I was uh, 18 years of opening days in the major leagues. The general manager, they made it a very big deal. The general manager would come down to the clubhouse and read word for word the, the rule in Major League Baseball. I forgot the, the, the number on the rule exactly what you can never, ever do because it's a death sentence if you were ever caught cheating, gambling on baseball. You know, it's the whole Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe thing. And they made it very, they made it very demonstrative and scary. They might even have a detective in there to give you like a little insight on FBI or something like that, just to let everybody know. This is the general manager. General manager of every club. Every year. Every year. On opening day. On opening day. It could be the day before, but it was... I never knew that. Yeah, they made it very clear. So you knew, don't mess around. Don't do any Arch Schleister stuff or any, you know, stuff like that. And and by the way, there's a sign in every clubhouse. Yes. I do know that. On the door going out of the door, going to the the dugout. on day one, you're a rookie in Major League Baseball, and you knew the rules. About yes, gambling. yes, yes. You knew the rules, and it was very clear. They, they, it took the meeting itself was a fifteen-minute jobber, and you're sitting there getting ready. You just got done lifting or training room or throwing, and you have to listen to you know guy in the suit telling you, "Don't bet." Mm-hmm. And now here we are, <laughs> 2019. It's like, well, you know, we got it's okay, Fanduel and, and, and DraftKings. Dra- download the app. What did you think of Pete Rose? He's a Hall of Famer. I, I clearly can separate what he did as a player and what he did as a manager. I don't think he should ever be employed uh, officially by any club in Major League Baseball. My line is this. They never proved that he bet as a player. He was the greatest hitter in the history of the sport um, still. As a player. As a player. What he did as a manager, he says he only bet on on his team winning I'm not sure if that was ever verified. Well, by the way, that's what we argue in Cincinnati. They yeah. never proved he bet his team to lose. Right. So and just knowing how much he, you know, you know, Mr. Hustle. What do you think of that argument, by the way? Max? I, I mean, I think it's easier to throw a game than try to win a game. I mean, you could, you know, you know, just take out, you know, leave your starter in too long or don't bring in your best closer. Like it's right. It's easier to lose a game than win. A game. I, I, I agree with that point. So listen, I, I, I think it comes to this. This is where we are, Bill. And it does concern me. You know, with especially people who are, have the propensity to be addictive personality, that this now just opens up a Pandora's box to allow easy betting. We have to have to put controls in place to make sure that doesn't happen. So this is an, I would argue, an experiment then, and we're going to see how it works out. I think it's or- going to evolve. It, it will evolve. We'll have to get greater oversight. Here, just real quick, because you did yes. pose the first question. So this this was my contribution, and I and I did a faux pas in, in Trenton, and all of the 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 you know big time gamblers who liked the idea of gambling in sports they killed me on Twitter. Which whatever i i made the I made this scenario. If you don't collaborate with all of the states. Let's just let's have fun with this. You're starting to you're starting tomorrow, you know, at Yankee Stadium. And you have a group of friends that you know that are either close circle or, or second or third circle. And somebody said, Listen, first pitch of the game or walk the first batter. There's a line on the first batter. I'm not telling you to throw the game. Something as a side bet, prop bet that's very benign. I want you to compete and I want you to win the game, but walk the first batter. And crazy is enough that it is Bill Hammer. There's a line as to whether you're going to walk or, or, or whatever the mm-hmm. outcome is. And then I get somebody. And this is where I made a mistake and all these idiots out there, you know, 
killed me. I threw out some crazy number, which I know that 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 the line, the people who make these lines are not going to make a prop bet on like that. And you can bet whatever amount of money, 50000 5000 Maybe it's a five. I'll go five dollar bet for those people who are yeah. mad at me. Five dollars. You could go to the Meadowlands and make the five dollar bet here in New York. You could go Aqueduct or, or, or Yonkers, drive over to Sands over in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You have three states that aren't collaborating with this consortium of, of oversight because they're all individual laws. And this is what baseball and other sports want. They want kind of an umbrella of knowing what these bets are because now I can follow the bet. So if I'm looking at – let's go $5. Of course, they're not going to follow a $5 bet. But just for the purpose of those people who killed me, $5 – I went out. I'm a, I'm a third-tier friend of Bill Hammer, and I bet $5 at, at Yonkers. I drove over to the Meadowlands, and I put $5 at the Meadowlands, and then I drove to Sands another hour away, and I put another $5. And you walked the first guy. Guess what? The people in New Jersey didn't know that I made a $5 bet in New York, and they didn't know I made a $5 bet in, in Pennsylvania. You see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So that was the collaboration and protection because we have to be careful of that with the people in the clubhouse. Not just Bill Hemmer who's starting tonight, but the trainer who was listening and hearing information and all of that. It just it gets complicated. When you were playing 19 seasons in a Major League Baseball clubhouse, did you think that was going on? No. No. I, 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 maybe I was just like Opie Taylor from South Jersey. <laughs> but I, you Tom's know, River, right? Tom's River. But I was like deathly afraid of like no we had the uh michael francesi he was a uh he was a, like a reputed yes. boss or whatever I, I, he came in it was the best day of spring training they brought in the fbi they brought in this guy who you know became an informant and um you know local law enforcement and they went through this whole uh you know organized uh, meeting of presentation of like these are the things you got to watch out for not only just gambling, like watch out for people extortion and bribery and, you know, try to put you in a compromising position in, in a bar somewhere mm-hmm. with girls. And like it was very and it just woke a lot of the guys up that were dopey enough to not really either pay attention or think that that was out there. And I they scared the bejesus out of yeah. me. That was my thing. Uh, you know, and I, maybe that was me. I'm sure there was people. I don't know. I don't know. I, know, I would Al, say no. I'm not feeling much better about this. <laughs> I mean, so far, I'm not much better. All right, well, let's change the um, tune now. What, we gotta... what about college athletes? I read an, a quote from you, um, I, I don't know, six months ago, where you said, you know what, I, I'm not so concerned about the athletes who are trying to go to the next level. What concerns me is the athlete who's stuck in the middle and knows they are not going to the next level. St- why that example? I'm glad you brought it up because, again, this was a, a, another example that I made that probably is more relevant than the guy making half a million, two million, ten million dollars in the big leagues. I, w- I made a reference to a guy who was playing for the Trenton Thunder AA team. He's had a Tommy John. He's 27 years old. He's not going to. Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery. His, his elbow. Elbow's blown. Thank you. Sorry, Bill. Uh, and here's this guy. He's, he's married. He's got, he's got a kid. And, you know, big leagues is like fantasy for him. And. It doesn't. It doesn't preclude minor league baseball. It's professional sports and NCAA that you can do legal sports betting. So professional sports also, folks, counts as the A ball Lakewood Blue Claws, which is in the South Atlantic League, which is a low A league. The Trenton Thunder's a double A league. So what would stop a guy like that that could actually move his needle with a bet that maybe a ten thousand dollar bet actually really means a lot to him? Or whatever, pick your number. Yeah. So that's the other area of 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 concern. See, he's trying to pay bills, and uh, yeah. it's an easy dollar for him, right? 
Right. So, and the last thing, we as fans, and I know you're a big Reds fan. Uh, I grew up a Mets fan. You know, d- do you want to go to a game and think you're watching Highlight? Remember Highlight? Yeah. Miami, Florida, right? Yeah. Throw the ball against the Throw ball. The, ball. the guys like Joey. Joey from Miami Highlight was like legendary. And then all of a sudden he's killing everybody. No one's like, he's whiffing. Like, he was like, how does Joey doing this? You know, do you want that? No. We got to make sure that we know that the integrity of this sport is impeccable and none and nobody is compromised. Right. Based on how much you know about it thus far, do you think we've gone far enough to put those handrails on the game? No. I, I listen, it's just starting. I mean, we're like we've just now opened up this whole other business and arena and the, you know, I won't say Pandora's box cuz that also doesn't sound good, but we're now in an area where people Listen, Bill, it is going to happen. You're going to – we could go out to City Field and watch the Reds play the Mets, mm-hmm. and we're going to be sitting in our seat, and there's going to be an app that's going to allow you to be able to bet on some sort of prop bet. The fantasy points of Yasiel Puig, the over-under for his fantasy points is eight. Hey, I think he's going to have a good game. You know, Whoever's on the mound, I'll go over. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks. Like It'll be easy as that. Or fast forward. You'll get tech companies like a Google or an Apple or an Amazon that you already have your 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 uh, your, your your credit card in the uh, in, in the system, and we go out there and as easy as that, look on here and say, okay, who's pitching for the Reds? Say Alex Wood. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be that easy. And for those who are into it, they're going to like the access. And the and and for those who may not know about the dangers about what they're walking into, twenty bucks leads to forty bucks leads to a hundred. So bucks. here, let me so let me go here because you know, right? Freedom of we're free. Do, right? do I sound self righteous? <laughs> I think I do a little bit. You do. I, I just don't know how far we're falling off the table here. If we are okay, but all. then here, however, if we were in the twenties when prohibition was in existence, and then all of a sudden government said, "Hey, we could tax this alcohol." Well, at that point, you come over to my basement. I'll take care of you. <laughs> right. So now we now start taxing something that we know is bad for you. Here we are on the you, you started this podcast by with marijuana. So we know stuff that's not good for you. So we're you know at what point do we have personal responsibility? And are you capable of having that? Where people who can't refrain from sex, drugs, alcohol, gambling. How many kids do you have? How about shopping? Yeah. What about people <laughs> shop? People, they're shopaholics. Fair, you need to take that argument to Trent, New Jersey. <laughs> Do you remember the day? I think it was the early 2000s. I think you were with the Mets. Yes. You were. You pitched at Yankee Stadium. Done that a lot. Part of the Subway Series. Yes. You threw a good game, maybe a great game, maybe a complete game, and you went across town to Madison Square Garden to see a Bruce Springsteen concert. Yes. Do you remember that? Were you there? <laughs> now, I remember the profile they did in the New York Times. Because they framed it as the perfect New York day for a New York man. Uh, that's good. What happened? <laughs> You're fat and old and gray. <laughs> <laughs> no, that day you won. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. you took the town car across town to see Springsteen. Yeah. And you framed it like this is the greatest day ever. Yeah, for a New Jersey guy playing at Yankee Stadium for the team that I rooted for. I remember the game. It was it was what, a Subway Series. What was it? Uh, I mean, I remember I beat the Yankees, and I started with the Yankees, and here I get a chance to come back 13 years or 10 years into my career to play for the team I rooted for as a kid in the latter part of my career, go to a World Series, Subway Series. We lost to the Yankees. But that particular night was a weekend because I do know the game because— uh, It was a Saturday. Saturday. Uh, we win. I think I punched out a few. Nice game. And then uh, head down. 
I got to meet Bruce Springsteen via through Don Manningly when I was a kid. Donnie Baseball, as you know, in the early 80s, invited me with Mike Pagliarul and Dave Rigetti to my first Springsteen concert in 1987, 88. Very good. The Tunnel Love Tour. And I got to meet Bruce. And growing up in Ocean County, Springsteen, whether you liked him or not, it was on every radio, right? In the summertime, the window was cracked and you heard Springsteen, kind of like a Floridian with Jimmy Buffett. And I got to meet him. He couldn't have been more gracious. And over the years, you know, I got to meet, like I'd go backstage and see Bruce and like really cool. Matter of fact, he asked me up on the uh, stage in 03, the end of one of his tours, and I banged the tambourine with Patty <laughs> at Shea Stadium. I like to see that. Oh, my God. Especially you talk about Ch- Shea Stadium. These are glory days, aren't they? They are. Al Leiter, thank you for being here. I'm Bill Hemmer. This is Hemmer Time. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.